Well, hello and good morning to Legal Happenings from KRWC on this cold Sunday morning. My name is John McCooley, the volunteer guest host for Legal Happenings, inviting you to stick around today. We'd like to share some information with you from District Court Judge Greg Galler talking about fair trial rights. And then a little later on, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey is going to be talking about law and order and the importance of having it. And I'd like to share a couple of public announcements with you and tell you a little bit about robocalls as well. But primarily, the program Legal Happenings is designed to just let you know that there are court resources available online and court forms. There's free law clinics. There's a number of things to help you, the average, everyday self-help litigant or the person getting involved or wishing you knew more about the law system and some of the technicalities and where to find the forums. Well, so we try to share this information with you each Sunday at this hour, and we do thank the station for giving us this opportunity, and we thank Joe Carlson for putting it all together technically. The program is designed for public education and information. We do not give legal advice, of course. We're not lawyers. We maybe have some background in law. I have a degree in, in what they call paralegal arts and sciences, a particular area of the law that is needed, uh, rather needs a lot of good people these days because about everything we do, work uh, or play, there's something about law involved because it's, it's something usually we don't do or something we should have done and we find ourselves into a problem. And I hope you don't need court forms or any of that, or free law clinics, but the point is, is that we live in a world that is quite uh, unpredictable and things can happen. So when it does, you'll be prepared. So this program will give you information where you can find court forms from anything from adoption through subpoenas. As a matter of fact, you can find them right in the uh, warmth of your own home by your computer. And when you do run into a legal question, and how do you know when it's a legal technical question? Well, it's a, that is a good question. Generally, it's something that requires a form of opinion or some kind of educated training to be able to answer that question. And that's when you need to call the Minnesota State Bar Association. They're the folks who can help you. They're the licensed attorneys in all kinds and areas of law. And they have a great resource at helpdesk at mnbar.org. That's helpdesk at mnbar.org. Or you can call them at 612-333-1183. That's the Minnesota State Bar Association when you need an attorney. We'll tell you about the law clinics in just a moment or so, but I wanted to pass along a flyer that we received here in the Clearwater Township area. And it has to do with plowing snow onto the roads. It's a form letter, of course, reminding homeowners and residents to not push snow out onto the main street. In our case, it's a new paved road, and uh, apparently people have been parking things on the road or adding snow to it, and it is kind of rough. If you've ever been driving along and all of a sudden you hit these bounces and stuff, and it is uh, pretty precarious because in some cases you can't even see it. So our good people at the Clearwater Township sent this letter out, and I'm reminding others because this particular 
problem is possible in your area as well if it snows where you are. And of course, it's a state law. They do indicate which state law that is, so you can look it up yourself. It's depositing snow onto or access to a public road is illegal and punishable under Minnesota Statute 160.27. Placing snow into a public road may create a road hazard, such as slippery areas, a frozen rut, or a bump can cause a traffic accident. Liability for this can extend to both the property owner and the person who actually placed the snow onto the roadway. So be mindful of that wherever you're at in your township, because here in Minnesota, we want to keep our roads clear. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about that, just check it out. Go to Google, type in Minnesota MN 160.27, and there you can actually read that statute concerning putting snow out onto the public roadway. Well, what else is going on there? Did you realize that your phone has been ringing more than normal? About five, actually it's, I can't believe this number, 58.5 billion rotocalls, a record, have bombarded U.S. phones in 2019, and that's a 22% jump from the previous year. I feel like I must have received about half of those. But anyway, the data released Wednesday showed Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, was ground zero last year for the annoying calls. Can you imagine calling Washington with all these robocalls? Because in Washington is where they make the laws that could prevent them from making robocalls. Anyway, that is one of the things we need to uh, not answer, by the way. Don't answer a robocall. In fact, let me share some thoughts with you from the uh, Federal Trade Commission. Don't answer calls from unknown numbers. Don't press any keys or say anything in response to a recorded message. Don't follow instructions to speak to a live operator. And don't trust caller ID. Scammers can trick your phone into displaying a legitimate-looking phone number. So we don't want to say yes to anything we don't want, and we'll just avoid it all in the, uh, in the essence and benefit of our own well-being. So rotocalls have been a, robocalls rather, have been a real inconvenience lately. You don't know if it's important or if it isn't, but at any rate, it is important to not get yourself in trouble. Well, let's take a short break and listen to District Court Judge Gregory Galler produced an older program, it's actually about three years old or so, Fair Trial Rights and how they might affect you and how you might get a better understanding about that. Let's give it a listen. Welcome to my podcast page. This is District Court Judge Greg Galler. In these podcasts, I'll try to explain topics of interest involving Minnesota's courts. I hope that you will find the information helpful and that it will take away some of the mystery of what happens in court. As for my background, I have been a district court judge in the 10th Judicial District for over 10 years. The 10th District is made up of the eight counties of Anoka, Chisago, Isanti, Kennebec, Pine, Sherburne, Washington, and Wright. My chambers are located in the city of Stillwater in Washington County. Because of this, some of these podcasts will have a special emphasis on Washington County, Minnesota. 
This podcast will discuss the concept of fairness in the courts and what it means for a judge to be fair and for a person to receive a fair hearing. That judge wasn't fair. My clients told me this as we walked out of a Ramsey County courtroom nearly 20 years ago. What do you mean he wasn't fair, I asked. Well, he ruled against us, they explained. The case involved a fairly complicated legal issue, and we were given nearly an hour for arguments. Judge Roland Farisi was prepared and asked good questions. I had advised my clients ahead of time that the case could be decided either way. My clients watched the entire hearing. In the end, although he ruled against us, the judge had been fair. What does fairness mean? Is it really just a matter of winning or losing? Most of the people who come to court understand that judges work hard to decide cases fairly based on the law and the evidence. However, for some, like my former clients, fairness only means a favorable outcome. If they win, they think the judge was fair. If they don't win, they are sure that the system is rigged against them. They remain forever convinced in the righteousness of their own cause and in the complete lack of merit for the opposition. This is unrealistic. Most of the cases that come to court involve people with genuine good-faith disputes. After being assigned to a case, a judge reviews the matter to make sure that there are no conflicts of interest involved. The assigned judge wants to make sure that he or she can make a decision based solely on the merits of the case and that no one could reasonably question their ability to be neutral. When judges decide cases, they also explain the reasons for their decisions. Sometimes it comes down to what the law requires. In other cases, it is a fact issue, and one side is simply more believable than the other. Unfortunately, for some folks, no amount of explanation will ever be enough. They refuse to believe the system was fair simply because they did not prevail. At the start of conciliation court, I tell people that almost all contested cases involve each side believing that they are 100% right. I further advise that typically one side is right. This means that when I make my decision, half of them will think I'm a genius and the other half will be certain that I'm dumber than a box of rocks. I advise them to try one last time to settle their case. There is usually some middle ground that is fair to both sides. One retired judge used to say, a bad settlement beats a good lawsuit because at least you know what you've got. Judge Pharisee was fair, even though he ruled against my clients. He retired from the bench around the time I became a judge. However, I was so impressed with him that I referred a number of cases to him for mediation work afterwards. It must always be remembered that fairness is not just a result. More importantly, it is a process. That's all for this podcast. I hope that you found it to be helpful. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, or if you have ideas for other topics, you can email me at greg.galler at courts.state.mn.us. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Legal Happenings from KRWC this Sunday morning. Again, thanks for the company. If you would like to see a list of all the different kinds of legal commentaries that we have aired on KRWC's Legal Happenings, I invite you to write me at my website, and I will be glad to send you a copy of all of the programs that were aired last year. 
You might have one that's of particular interest to you and would be sent out as a public service to, to you because we're assuming that you share that information with others. And all the things we do on Legal Happenings is public information and that only, it's not legal advice as mentioned. So my web address is lawlibrarian at frontier.com. Lawlibrarian at frontier.com. And we'd be more than happy to send you something out. Maybe it's an issue that you're concerned with. Maybe you travel a lot, and maybe you think about the Good Samaritan rule, or maybe you're wondering what trespassing is, or even planning and zoning. Judge Geller did a great program on that. Or maybe you're a student studying for certain uh, legal things. Maybe you want to know more about the court system in terms of jury trials and jury selection. The judges have been focusing on that, of course, and that's their expertise as well. Although we've, uh, I think one of the most requested uh, commentaries that we've had of late is the DWI, Driving While Impaired, by District Court Judge Greg Galler, who outlined the cost of driving while impaired. Even for a first-time offense, it's way beyond most of our budgets. So be aware that the programs that we air are available to the public, but I do invite you also to write the judges directly. If you have a comment or question or a way that uh, you could help us share information, that's what this program's all about, and we'd love to uh, know about it, or write the judges to the address they give at the end of the program. That's all I can say to make it easy for you. But in the meantime, if you're looking for different forms, remember the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. That's the site you need to know in Minnesota. If you're looking for forms for divorce, which happens to be fam part of family law, which is the biggest area of our law library activity, it seemed like we did more divorces. It took up divorce and family-related issues, took up most of our time years ago, and I believe it's still continuing to be that way, and that's simply because of human nature, I guess, and things change. So if you want to know more about family law, you just check that out, Minnesota Judicial Branch website. And one of the things you might want to look at first, too, is Alternative Dispute Resolution, ADR, mediation, etc. There are different plans that you can talk with your attorney about or an attorney at the Free Law Clinic at Wright County. And you can bring this issue up of ADR because it's a way that is proven to be effective and a cost effective really resolution of disputes with uh, pretty much good satisfaction to both parties. So remember that. Oh, there is a way to work it out without having to uh, maybe perhaps go to court. Talk to the attorneys at the Free Law Clinics at Wright County. They're available through the law library. You simply need to call and get on the appointment list. It's pretty busy, so you want to call as early as you can and set up an appointment. Again, on Thursday at 12 o'clock, Colleen or, or Joe, whoever happens to be working that day, will be more than happy, I'm sure, to tell you what attorney will be there for the particular day and also what you should bring and what you should not bring. Check it out. It's a great service of Wright County, and they've been doing a good job at that for quite a while. By the way, there are some folks who call once in a while and want to know about uh, e-court. How do you get 
court forms filed electrically, or electronically, I should say. Well, it's not, it's available, of course, but it's not easy. You have to do some things first. I would suggest you contact the Minnesota District Court Register User Guide for Electronic Filing. That will lay out all the parameters that you need to do. There's some training, there's some costs, there's a number of things each time you use the system. It's designed primarily for folks who do this, I suspect, every day. But I think the best thing to do, again, is check out the Minnesota District Court Registered User Guide for Electronic Filing here in Minnesota through the Minnesota Judicial Branch website. It'd be another way of gaining knowledge and understanding about your problem, or otherwise, just come to the courthouse and talk with one of the free lawyers on Thursday. I want to remind everybody, too, that the Sherburne County Self-Help Center has expanded its hours of operation. The Sherburne County Self-Help Center is now open to assist self-represented litigants on Tuesday and Thursdays from 8.30 to 11.30 a.m. and, and 1.30 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon there at the brand new government center on Highway 10 in Sherburne County. Well, it's time to take a break and listen to District Court Judge Stephen Halsey, who was instrumental in starting this program. He's going to be talking about law and order. Let's listen. Welcome to Legal Happenings here on KRWC Radio. I'm Judge Steve Halsey. 10th District Court Judge chambered in Buffalo, in Wright County. Uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, a quotation from a uh, 1600s uh, century philosopher, John Locke, and his quote is, Wherever law ends, tyranny begins. Over 300 years ago, John Locke in 1689 wrote, quotes, Wherever law ends, tyranny begins, close quotes. This was 100 years before the U.S. Constitution. The south door to the old Stearns County Courthouse, which was built in 1922, and that courthouse is in St. Paul, St. Cloud rather, displays these words to those who have entered there for over 100 years seeking justice under the rule of law. John Locke was an English philosopher and political theorist whose ideas greatly influenced the American founding fathers, including Hamilton and Jefferson. John Locke opined that government exists by the consent of the governed. John Locke lived in tumultuous times, much more so than 2017 America. His treatises contained revolutionary ideas about the natural rights of man, contributing to unrest within an England still controlled by the monarchy. He was exiled to Holland in 1683, but returned five years later, when the glorious revolution of 1688 saw the departure of King James II and a shift in the balance of power to Parliament, John Locke was hailed as a hero. In our own turbulent times, some citizens believe that the courts, and particularly the federal courts, are interfering with the change that they believe was the mandate of the November 2016 election. Yet despite the protests and rancor, the recriminations and chest-pounding, and beyond the threats against judges, what remains is this, the rule of law. 
Why have dictators in Nazi Germany, Africa, Russia, and South America ruled with an iron fist, suppressing human rights and controlling the media while their citizens and economies flounder? Precisely because what controls there is the rule of man, usually one man, and not the rule of law. Here are four, four, a few additional quotes from John Locke when he in the 1600s refers to man just think person. Freedom of men under government is to have a standing rule to live by, common to everyone of that society, and made by the legislative power vested in it, and not to be subject to the constant, uncertain, arbitrary will of another man. Another quote. All men by nature are equal in that equal right that every man has to his natural freedom, without being subjected to the will or authority of any other man. Being all equal and independent, no one ought to harm another in his life, health, liberty, or possessions. Another John Law quote, Who lies for you will lie against you. Another, Liberty is to be free from restraint and violence from others. And finally, The most precious of all possessions is power over ourselves. Those are all quotes from uh, John Locke in the late 1600s. American democracy, with all its warts, has survived a British invasion, civil war, two world wars, several economic depressions, and a president resigning in disgrace. Democracy has survived because of the checks and balances of our three branches of federal government, including an independent judiciary. Law governs our lives and the machinery of government. And as John Locke said many years ago, where the rule of law ends, tyranny begins. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Red County District Court, chambered in Buffalo. Thank you for listening to Legal Happenings. Thank you, Judge Halsey, for today's legal commentary. And a reminder that if you're an employer, perhaps you're a new startup company, or you're very small and you're struggling along, you might want to be aware of that summary of the Minnesota New Wage Theft Law. That's very important, our law that was passed just last August 1st, and the law clarifies the law providing for substantive rights of payment of commissions and wages at the employee's rate or rates required by law, whichever is greater. The addition to the right to be paid wages or commissions earned at specific intervals on a regular basis, so there's been some significant changes in our wage laws. So best place to get a copy of that summary in plain language is the Minnesota Department of Labor and Industry. The Minnesota Department of Labor and Industry, and you can have a better understanding of what did take place and what new laws are applicable, and also to be able to educate yourself so that you can more intelligently talk with an attorney if you have some issues to address. Well, this is Legal Happenings. It's time to wrap it up. Our few minutes each week goes quickly here, and I do thank you for your attention. I hope you've learned something, and if you have, again, please do share it with others because knowledge is power. And just a reminder that if you're having a domestic problem, remember the Rivers of Hope. They're advocates for ending family violence. They do a great job, and they're there to help you 24-7. So until we meet again next week, stay warm. And again, we hope you'll return to Legal Happenings because knowledge is power. Thank you.